Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing Word from God. God bless you. Then I went full vacay mode and I was in Hawaii over the 4th of July, suffering for the Lord, I know, someone had to do it. I just took one for the team, just wanna let you know, made it all right on the other side. And so while I was in Hawaii, I had a unique experience in which not only was it an experience that stretched me, that got me out of my comfort zone, but in that place that God will speak to me. And I found that God will oftentimes speak to us if we're willing to step out of our comfort zones into a place that is unknown, that maybe he may ask us to do that for the simple fact of just stretching us so that he can actually speak to us. So this is one such moment that which happened to me. I was super uncomfortable. I was stretched into a new place to believe that God would enlarge my capacity, that he would develop and stretch me. And so what that was, as we went swimming with manta rays at night. Has anyone ever done that? Swimming with manta rays at night. Like it's one thing getting in the middle of the ocean. I don't consider myself to be a strong swimmer. I can swim, but I don't say that I'm a strong swimmer. Also, I've never gone snorkeling before except for maybe one time in the Philippines years ago. So this requires you going out five minutes in the middle of the ocean at dark, at night, it's pitch black, you can see absolutely nothing, and they hand you a snorkel goggle, the snorkel gear, all the things, and just a little wetsuit top to, you know, make you feel better about yourself. And uh, I'm just thinking, uh, there's, I'm pretty sure the farther away you go from shore, the more likelihood sharks are there. I don't know, you know, like, how's this gonna flow? And, and they give you, it's a small boat. They only have 13 people on this boat, and one of which is the captain, and one of which is the guide who also dubs as the lifeguard. And so you're thinking, all right, well, this is going to be wonderful. You go to the dock in the middle of night. It's about 9 o'clock at night. You're sitting at the dock waiting for this boat to come. It's like, is this for real? Like, I feel like I'm in a drug transaction right now. I'm not really sure. And then all of a sudden, this little bumblebee of a canoe rolls up and, and, there, and you have the El Capitan who says, hey, come on board. And you're thinking, all right, this is great. And they give you the, this is how it's gonna work. We're gonna go out. And as we go out, you're gonna take this gear and it's gonna be great. We guarantee you the manta rays are amazing. We got Bertha, we got Martha, and they, they name all the manta rays. And I'm just thinking, okay, this is interesting. And manta rays are absolutely massive. So I'm thinking, all right, this is great. Um, not, not, you know, afraid at all. Yeah, right. Like there's a little bit of like, do I really wanna do this? Like, I can't believe Pastor Stacy talked me into this, you know, stretch your capacity, Shelly, just step out of the boat, you know, like all the things that are just going through my mind. So then we, we get to the place, like five minutes later, we're at the, it's pitch black. You can see absolutely nothing. You're thinking, right, there's something's going to happen tonight. Let's see what this actually looks like. So first the guide goes out, he's got this large, uh, it's kind of like a surfing board, but it has like some handles that everyone can hold on to it. So all 12 of us are gonna be nice and safe on this little surfboard as we're looking down, waiting for these manta rays to show up. So, you know, no problem, everything looks good. 
So the, and then, oh, I forgot to mention, they also give you a swimming noodle, because that's definitely going to help you while you're in the middle of the ocean. So I'm thinking, like, what in the world am I going to do with a swimming noodle? So I put it around, you know, my, my chest, and I have my goggles on. I have all these things. And I'm a little bit, if I'm honest with you, I'm a little bit apprehensive to step out. Like, this is crazy. Like, what am I doing? You know, and, and so, but nevertheless, so I start going out of the boat, and then fear, I slipped and, and fell. And wouldn't you know, the cap, El Capitan, he came and picked me up and he said, don't you worry, I got you. Let's get you into the water. And he put me right in the water. I had, I had no chance to back out of it now because El Capitan already had me and was dropping me into the water. He's like, girl, just swim to the guide. And I'm thinking, yeah, easy for you to say. So then off I go to, to the guide. But, you know, isn't that like God? And God just right there began to speak, Shelly, I've got you. Just as this captain caught you and that he was your rear guard, literally had your back, and he helped you into the water. So I am with you in all things. It's absolutely incredible. We're, if you think about it, we're in the Holy Spirit series and we're kicking off conference and so I had to rely not only on, on the captain, but I also had to rely on the guide that he was going to lead us in the right place. And there's a, there's a bright light that is uh, blue that they shine into the water that's supposed to cause the, the plankton to, to, to sh be seen. And then it attracts the manta rays to swim up. So you're just thinking, okay, this is great. We're pretty much just like sitting ducks all Superman around this thing waiting for, and by this point, you're supposed to move the noodle down to around your ankles and wait for this thing to come. So you're just coming along. I got Pastor Stacy over here, and I got this person over here. And then all of a sudden, as, as we're just looking and waiting, and all the sea creatures are swimming around or whatever, all of a sudden, you see this big creature, and then I knew something big was happening because all of a sudden, Pastor Stacy starts to... And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? Do we need to turn around? What is there a shark? Then I look, and this majestic creature just swims up and over, and it's absolutely astonishing. It's majestical to just to be able to see the, 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 the beauty of God's creation. And I would have missed out on that experience if I would have stayed in the boat. And as I came back to the boat, I recognized that there was a team, there was a person who bought the ticket to do the tour who ended up staying on the boat. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I can't believe, like I know that I was like a little bit kind of freaking out if I'm really honest with you, but I knew, I'm like, no way, I, I have got to step out. So this person stayed in the boat and God spoke very clearly to me. He said, you've got to get out of the boat if you want to break free of mindsets that hold you back. So the title of my message is, Get Out of the Boat. <laughs> Breaking free of limited mindsets. And my question to you tonight is this, is how many of us would say that there's areas in our lives like that person that it's more comfortable to stay in the boat than to step out of the boat? There's areas that God wants to break through our lives because the truth is, is that the mindsets we carry and the mindsets that we hold on to determine our course of life or determine how, the, the limits of our life, the parameters of our life. So the question is, is what are the mindsets uh, that, we're, that are limiting our lives? 
And the truth is, friends, that we all have limiting mindsets. We all have things that we're working through. And I'm going to get through and get very real with you guys in just a few moments because I believe that as I begin to testify in what God has done in my life, that it's going to set the parameter for you to step out of limiting mindsets, step out of the boat of mindsets that have held you back. Are you ready? Tonight, we are absolutely going to break out. And the truth is, is that the demonic would love to energize the mindsets that we carry. That is why it is so hard to let go of certain mindsets and certain ways of thinking. I watched that man in the boat. I saw him asking questions as we were going out. Oh, well, how does this work? And how does that work? And he was very much in his head. He had an expectancy and an excitement to step out. But when the moment came, for him to step out of the boat, even though El Capitan was there, even though, right, the, the, the guide was there. It was also the lifeguard. He did phenomenal. He was like Ozzy with long hair. Like, like it's like he grew up in the ocean, like part mermaid. I don't know. And you, you just knew that you were in safe hands because this guy Ozzy was there, right? Just like the Holy Spirit. He is your guide who's going to lead you into all truth. This guide led us into experience something, something that we would never experience without his direction, guide, and care. Amen? And now the Holy Spirit will do the same for you, friends. He wants to lead you into experiences that you would never have expected before. And God continuously just amazes me that when, because my heart is open and I just say, God, I want all of you. I want my heart to be completely restored in your presence because when there is, my heart is restored, the flow of heaven is able to come through my life. I don't want anything to hold me back. Come on. And as we do that, friends, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is always so beautiful that he will always reveal not only the issues that are bad, but he will reveal things that will actually release healing, breakthrough, and victory into our lives. Tonight, we are going to break out. First John, in case you're wondering if I had a scripture, and I got a couple. First John 3 and verse 18 says, For this purpose... The Son of God was sent, right? For what was manifested. Why? So that he might destroy the works of the devil. So here at Awaken Church, friends, we're called to confront and dislodge demonic strongholds that hinder you from hearing the Holy Spirit and experiencing all that he has for you. So simply, what is deliverance and inner healing? It's removing the blockages that prevent you from hearing God or receiving his presence clearly. That's exactly what it is. So who wouldn't want deliverance if it means I'm going to get more of God? It's time to step out of the boat, friends. It's time for us to recognize where, we're being, where we've been held back due to mindsets of defeat or, or demonic bondages that are in our lives. And the first mindset that I want to look at tonight is the mindset of condemnation. The mindset of condemnation. The goal of condemnation is to take advantage of your past failures and your insecurities in your heart to hold you down to ultimately destroy and, and steal the life flow of God from you. That's the enemy's ultimate goal with condemnation. And usually within our context, we say, oh, well, we know there's no condemnation 
in Christ Jesus. And we can quote that scripture, but the question becomes, what's really going on in our heart? How are we really feeling about self? How are we really feeling about past struggles, past mistakes, and past failures? I know for me that God highlighted something that was very instrumental in healing and just in the last few months for myself. See, for years, I lived with a, with a, with a regret. I, I, 22 years ago, I had a miscarriage and it was something that I never acknowledged. It was something that I never shared. It was something that I never wanted to even give voice to. I didn't even tell anyone around me. Why? Because of the shame that surrounded that miscarriage. I knew abortion at the time, it wasn't an option. I wasn't walking with God, but I just knew that that was, I just had it in me that that's not okay. I'm not gonna go that option. But can I tell you that my rejection of that pregnancy caused a miscarriage. And at the time, because I wasn't yet walking with God, I literally got saved a couple months later. It was all a setup for me to come back to the Lord. But when I got saved, and this happened, friends, it, before I got saved, I was like kind of relieved. Why was I relieved? Because I knew that in my, I, I didn't want to face the shame of the pain of admitting who the father was because I knew that it would cause pain and destruction to my relationships, or at least that's what I thought. So I thought it would be better for this pregnancy not to have happened. I can't bear losing the relationships. I can't bear the pain. I can't bear the shame. It would be better if this baby wasn't even born. So when the pregnancy ended, I was actually relieved in that moment and I didn't know what to do with the pain. So I just buried it. I didn't know what to do. And I just counted it as like God heard my prayer, but obviously he didn't hear, but God obviously was able to use this circumstance. Years goes by. I get saved. I'm, you know, going all out for God. I'm doing missions. I'm doing all the things. And just literally probably about seven years ago, God brought it back into my remembrance. And I was just like, wait, did that happen? Right? Because, you know, sometimes it's like it's been so long that you, you, you begin to question, like, was that even a real experience? Did that really happen? And, you know, and, and I couldn't even really acknowledge it to the friends around me because there was still so much shame around me as a result of that. So I go and I just tell some friends, yeah, I think I, I, think I had a miscarriage. Like, I'm more than likely, I probably, why? I couldn't really come to terms with that scenario and that pain because I had never acknowledged the pain. I had never dealt with the pain. I had never processed it, right? Does that relate? Sometimes things get too difficult that we just rather not look at it. You know, we don't go there, you know, type of thing. We just avoid you know, those circumstances, and we hope that if we throw it under the rug, that eventually it'll go away. But the problem is, it never goes away until you actually process the pain. Come on. So here I, here I am a couple months back, probably right after doing the Freedom Seminar. So I guess I opened, you know, I, I, I spoke on getting free here, and then God's like, all right, Shelly, I'm going to bring you through another level. So thank you, San Marcos, for setting me up. Uh, I don't know what's going to be on the other end of this, but I'm ready for it. Uh, so, so here we go. I am leaving Balboa campus. It's a Sunday afternoon, and I am driving home from church. Had a great time, a great presence of God. And then all of a sudden, I hear the Holy Spirit say, you never even asked me if you had a boy or a girl. And it was years later, and I'm thinking like, what? Like, we're, like in, in a sense, like, where in the world is this coming from? And then right on the other side of you never asked me if you had a boy or a girl, he said, 
His name is Zachary. And I was just like, wait, he has a name? He has a name? He has a name? And I begin to actually look up as I'm driving on the 15 to go home. I, you know, safe driving, of course. Uh, I look up the name. Don't act like you don't do it too. Come on now. <laughs> but we do it safe. I mean, it's, it's fine. <laughs> we got El Capitan as our rear guard, remember? <laughs> Come on. So here, so here I am, and I look up the name Zachary. Do you know what, that word, what the name Zachary means? The Lord remembers. And I was just like, holy smokes. I can't, like, I was just undone. Tears were just flowing. I didn't know what to do, so I called my dad, Pastor Mike Connell, and said, Dad, what do I do? And he's like, honey, you've got to process the pain of Zachary. And so God led me into an experience to where I needed to process pain that I didn't know that I had that was such a beautiful unveiling. And here's the truth. The Holy Spirit would, would, reveals areas of brokenness not to harm you, but to heal you. Because oftentimes we think, it's true, oftentimes we think like, oh no, I don't want that area. Can't the blood of Jesus just apply over that area and we just move on to the next? Yeah, it would be nice. But I found that the enlargement comes when we actually are honest with ourselves and where the areas of brokenness are at in our lives. And so Holy Spirit will always reveal brokenness, not to expose, but to heal us. And that's exactly what took place. And he took me on this wonderful journey where I was able to experience a healing. And not only a healing, but to have even a glimpse of my boy, Zachary, in heaven. All of a sudden, as I'm just worshiping God, and I'm just like weeping and like acknowledging, okay, well, first off, I'm a mom. Never acknowledged that before. Uh, you know, right, all the things, all the shame that went around these things. And then in the midst of that, all of a sudden, God just gave me a picture, and I just saw him. I saw what he looked like, 22 years old, 22 years later, all, all, the, all the beautiful things. And I just was, didn't know, like, do I keep grieving or do I rejoice? Like, what do I do in this moment, God? Like, you've just led me into this experience that I'm, now I don't know. Do I grieve or do I rejoice? And he's like, honey, you do both. So I just began to, with the area that I needed to grieve and get that right and, you know, and let go and acknowledge and allow my heart to feel, but then also rejoice in the fact that my dad is a wonderful father and he is your wonderful father, that he remembers the areas of shame and he remembers the areas of pain that have held you back and held you down and he wants to set you free. 1 John 3.20 says it like this. I love this verse, and it's in the Passion Translation. It's just really, it's very passionate. Whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and much more merciful than our conscience, and he knows everything there is to know about us. Isn't that good news to know that God is more merciful than your conscience? Why? Because your conscience wants to condemn you. There is demonic spirits that are assigned to try to throw condemnation your way. And friends, many of us have lived under condemnation. 
I can safely tell you that in that area of my life, I was living shut down and I was living condemned because ultimately I knew it was my rejection that caused the end of that pregnancy. I was a young woman. I'm young now, but I was much younger then. 21, figure, you do the math, you know, how did that work? Right, all, all of those things. But ultimately God... Why? He is greater and he wants to bring restoration to you. Jesus came to to break the yoke of condemnation in your life. You do not have to live with condemnation. And oftentimes our past mistakes, we choose to just keep it a secret. We don't want anyone to know because we feel like it's going to be safer that way. But ultimately it causes further condemnation. And then we're unable to arise in the authority and the courage and the faith that God would have for us in that area. Can I tell you, I would always default whenever a woman would come forward for prayer and they would want me to pray for them. I'm like, I'm not the person. Uh, This person is the person and this person is the person. I don't know how to process someone through miscarriages. And then God's like, Shelly, you are. And can I tell you, since that day, I've had woman after woman after woman after woman after woman after woman. Why? Because God wants to minister to the hearts to set the captives free. Come on. So in other words, God will take the place that has condemned you and he will turn it into a a, a place, a spring that will be able to be lavished upon others to help set the captive free as well. So it behooves us to look into the areas of our lives and say, where am I condemning myself? Where am I being limited under condemnation that I've got to recognize it in order to step out of it in Jesus' name? I love that Jesus saw the woman when she was thrown in front of him and everyone wanted him to judge him, her and say that, you know, hey, she's been caught in the very act of adultery. And Jesus wasn't moved by that. Jesus, obviously, he, he did a checkup from the neck up with every accuser that was there. Thank God for that. But what did Jesus do? What did Jesus say? He said, woman, where are your accusers? And she looks up, she's condemned, she's afraid, she's guilty, right? All the things. And she looks up, there there is none, Lord. And he says, neither do I condemn you. So that is the hope and the victory that we have is that he no longer condemns us. Romans 8, 16 says it like this. The Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. So the holy, so how do we get out of condemnation? One, obviously, through radical encounters of the Holy Spirit that reveals to us areas of our lives. For me, it was that miscarriage as of recently. But for you, it may be miscarriage. It may be, for some of us ladies, it could be abortion. It could, for some of us guys, it could be just past failures, past mistakes. Oh, there's different areas of our lives that we may be facing, you know, feeling condemned in. But it comes through what? Submitting it to Jesus, whether he reveals it to you because you buried it like me, or if it's just something that is plaguing you personally and you're struggling to break free from. Jesus is here to say, I want you, I want you to encounter me. I want you to encounter my father. My father in his presence will bring revelation, will bring understanding, will bring an affirming of your identity, will bring an affirming of your security or your provision comes from your father, that you don't have to strive in yourself. You don't have to make a name for yourself, but he is the one who makes a name for you. Come on. Come on. The Holy Spirit, he is the spirit of sonship. 
And he has been given into our hearts to establish us in our God-given identities. But if we're going to walk in our God-given identities, friends, we cannot be walking in condemnation. We cannot allow the voice of condemnation, the mindsets of condemnation hold us back any longer. And I know if we've been church for a while, we don't really say that we're condemned. We, 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 we actually quote the verse that says the very opposite. It's like, no, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? But yet in all, we're feeling really condemned. So it comes when we're actually honest with ourselves. I had to, and you know what? And to be honest, I never thought I would actually share that story out loud. But God would have it another way because I know it's a ministry to the hearts of people. Now, there's another mindset that people get wrapped up in, and that's the mindset of performance. So many of us get the the mindset of performance, of feeling like I've got to earn my place at the table in the kingdom of God. I've got to earn my place, right? And that was was the, the, if you remember the story, uh, just for the sake of time, right, the prodigal son and his older brother. The older brother was faithful. The older brother was serving. The older brother was doing all the right things, serving in the house of his father. And the younger brother, obviously, he had some issues, right? And he went out and he squandered and he did all the things. But the father's heart was the same to his sons. They are his sons in whom that he loved. So when his wayward son came home, he rejoiced. The Bible says that when he came back, there was partying, there was rejoicing, there was dancing, there was celebration, and the older brother came, and what's all this noise, and what's happening, and what's going on here? And he was upset that there was a party that was about a restoration of his younger brother who came home. And the older brother began to scold his father and say, Dad, what are you thinking? This son of yours, he wasted all of his wealth, all of your livelihood on harlots. Why would you rejoice? God, I mean, Dad, don't you see? Like, I've done all these things for you. You've never made a party for me. You've never done anything for me. So the, the brother became very resentful because he was locked in performance. He was, he was very angry. He was very judgmental. And how many of us would find ourselves in times of when we're working really hard and then we see someone, it seems like they were just, they just cut right in in front of us. Right? You're just like, dang it, I've waited this long to get into this line and you cut in front of me. Right? But that oftentimes is how it works in the kingdom as well. I did all these things. I'm trying to do all these things. And when your identity is rooted in performance, you will become religious. When your identity is rooted in performance, you will become religious. And you will begin to operate with God demands all of these things. I've got to do all these things in order to be received or in order to achieve, in order to do any of these things. And for years, I too, I struggled with that. It was just the, the nature of my mind, the mindset and my upbringing, all the things that went with that. So I, I, I for years, struggled and, and had times of where I'm going out and trying to do and had an inability to rest. And I always felt like I had to do even just a little bit more. I I struggled with fear of exposure, aka the 
Previous story that I shared with you, what happened? I didn't want anyone to know because what if they saw? What if they thought? What if they, what if, what if, what if, right? And so I lived in this place of if I work harder, I will be able to hide the, the, the weaknesses within me because if people knew the weaknesses, then I would be judged and I would no longer be wanted. So I lived in this place of living under strong mindsets of performance and, and had to do everything, had to control everything, had to be involved in everything. Why? because I wasn't living free. I was living in a place of I needed to perform, I needed to do, I needed to do, but God, as Pastor Jurgen so brilliantly says, he says that what? That we are human beings, not human doings. We're not meant to do, we're meant to be. It's from our being that we get to do. And then performance, when I'm living under that, then I just get resentful. You ever notice that? If, you're, if you've been working really hard and then you see someone who takes a break, do you not get just a little bit peed? Like, what? There, there ain't no time for breaks. You gotta keep working, right? Why? Because when I am living in this place of needing to perform and someone is not doing what I think they should do, I judge that I'm working harder, that I'm doing more than what they're doing. So it's, it's either that others are not doing enough or they're getting away with too much. That awakened church, they have too much fun. Oh yeah, we do. Why? Because fun is actually a manifestation of the kingdom. Why? Because joy is a manifestation of the kingdom. Come on, come on. Joy. Some of us, we just got to get some joy in our lives. Some of us to get free of condemnation, to get free of performance. You just got to loosen up a little bit. You just got to be able to have a little bit of fun. If you haven't had fun, I challenge you tonight. Get out and have some fun. Make conference fun. Make a decision that you're going to laugh, that you're going to rejoice, that you're not going to be bound by feeling a need to perform. Come on, folks. Resentment will look for opportunities to punish others. I remember listening to, you know, and, and oftentimes it's like, because they're not doing enough, because we're judging that they're, they're not up to our standards. Because we are living enslaved with the mindset of I'm not doing enough. So try to cut people off. I remember a, a family member of mine, uh, their, their cat did something in their yard. Like they used the yard as a litter box. And they're like, oh, off you go, packed them up, hauled them like five miles down the road and dumped them. I know, I know. But the kitty came back and then they kept him. So it worked out. But how many of us, like we get ticked at someone and we send, we send them five miles down the road? <laughs> right, we choose to be silent, give them the silent treatment. We're gonna withhold love, right? But the truth is that we are all his special treasure. And I, I wanna end, I, I kinda wanna end on this and, and, and move into a place of ministry for us in just a moment. I'll never forget, you know, when I really broke free, out of a mindset of performance is when I came to Awaken Church. I'll never forget the first conversation that I had with Pastor Jurgen. Pastor Jurgen, we, a, a, we met at a hotel and he said, Shelly, I know that you are an incredible minister, but in ministry will always be there for you. But you are first a daughter who is loved, and this is your season to be loved. This is your season to enjoy life. This is your season to recover life. 
And I remember thinking like, what in the world? All the ministries that I had been around and traveling all over the world, living over in, in different countries, all the things I've always had pastors, oh, you're gifted, you could do this. Oh, you're gifted, you could do that. Oh, you're, you could do this. And so they always had ideas in what I can do, but no one said, we just wanna love you. And can I tell you that if you have some struggling and the area of performance, that you are in an environment from our lead pastors all the way through each and every team, that you are foremost loved, you are fo foremost that you are known, that you foremost are needed in this house, not for what you can do, but for who you are, that we love you, that we appreciate you. Amen. Would you, would you stand to your feet? I'm out of time. I need to wrap this up. A few more points I could go, but I, I think you've, you've got the gist. It's time to get out of the boat. Where is there areas of condemnation that have held you back? Where is there areas of where you're just struggling? And usually that whole performance thing is like, man, I'm just not feeling good enough. Like, I, I'm not, I, like if I do this, then I will get, right? If I do this, then I will achieve. And we're always striving to try to achieve, always striving to try to hit certain markers instead of just allowing God to open up the door. The most beautiful thing, friends, that I can tell you is that when I came into San Diego, I knew no one. I knew nothing. I knew no idea on how this whole thing was gonna work out. I had no idea if you would have said, do you know that in just less in less than five years that you would be carrying this this particular role overseeing missions that you would be doing I would I, I would have told you you're crazy I'm like what are, what are you talking about there's no way that that I just couldn't see it in that moment but God in his graciousness put me in an environment where I can first be loved and God wants you to know that you are loved tonight and I know that's really simple right but it's very powerful and very profound to finally be in an environment where I knew no one but I knew that I was loved and I just focused on God and I never will forget when I came into this house the touch of heaven from Hillsong was the song that we were singing and I just remember just in the bleachers at Balboa campus crying out saying I just need a touch of heaven I just need a touch of heaven to come upon me God and just weeping and weeping before the presence of God and in that place that God was restoring and he was removing bondages of the past and he's removing pains of the past that then positioned me. I didn't have to open up the door for nothing. I didn't have to bring out a badge and say, well, I'm pastor from such and such and I came from such and such environment. I said nothing. I actually, you can ask, Pastor Tessa's in here somewhere, uh, but I, I actually tried to hide in Balboa for the longest time. But how many you know that you can't hide from God? <laughs> and he will make sure that you're found in the appropriate time. And just as Pastor Jurgen said, Shelly, ministry will be right there when the time is right. And everything clicked, everything. But I didn't have to open up the door. Why? Because my dad will open up the door. So if we would understand that our dad would open up the door, we wouldn't have to perform to get there because we already have a place at the table. Amen? Come on, Jesus came to set us free. How many of you would say there's one of these areas or both of these areas resonating with you? Come on, let's go another level. You ready? Let's, let's, let's pray. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. I'm gonna also invite the ministry team to come. I know we're over time, so I wanna let you go, but you wanna receive ministry. Ministry team is gonna come forward right now. 
and we're gonna we're gonna minister to you. So would you would you repeat this prayer after me? Say, Father, I come to you right now. I repent for every agreement made with mindsets of condemnation, performance, and resentment. I renounce my agreement with these mindsets and demonic spirits that are attached to them. In Jesus' name, I declare that I am loved, that I am accepted, and I yield my heart to you, Jesus. I declare that you are my Father, and right now I invite the Holy Spirit to come, breathe afresh on me. I expect supernatural encounters with your presence, your power, your healing right now in Jesus' name. Come and touch my heart. Bring healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.